Hi, my name is Carmen Acabo. I'm an interior designer and project manager of CGA Interior Designs. You're listening to Design, Dish, and Drink. Cheers! I wanted to do this podcast because there's just so many moving parts in my business. And I thought it would be nice to sort of just share with people kind of the good, the bad, the ugly. And if you can hear some growling, those are our two special guests, Izzy and Snoop Dogg, playing on the couch. (laughs) But no, I just thought it would be good to sort of do a week in review and just talk about some of the things that I have going on and talk about, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I guess. Mm Awesome, yeah, and I'm thinking if anyone has ever like wanted the inside scoop on what it's like to be a designer, or what it's even like working with one and want some tips and tricks on how to get the most out of you know their services with a designer, or even just plan something themselves and try to do a DIY project, then we'll have some great, great stories and tips. I think we will, and I guess we have to introduce you too, Katie. Oh yes, yeah. So I'm Katie. I work with Carmen, and I do all of the photos, social media, all the fun stuff, and the not nitty-gritty of the actual designing, but very excited to kind of discuss and help um, talk about the world of interior design. Just a little bit about the format of this podcast. Sure. Every week, it's design, dish, and drink, so we right. have to have a drink. Yes. So every week, we'll have our drink of the week, and today it's Cosmo, yes. um, the classic. The classic. And then we will kind of do a week in review and talk about any, you know, interesting things like you know, did you have any crazy stories? Just generally with the week, and then we'll do a deep dive on a specific topic with different guests. Okay. Um, and then at the end of the podcast, we'll have one special tip from our resident interior designer. <laughs> tip um, of the week. Yes. A little, a little tidbit about Katie is so often I hear from people like, oh my God, I love that post that you just put on Instagram. And I'm like, oh no, what is it? <laughs> because Katie just runs that part of my business flawlessly and she um, does a great job at keeping on top of all of my active project before and after stuff. Um, and then just going into sort of like the archives of the mm-hmm. hundreds upon hundreds of fold of yes. pictures that you have of all my jobs. Yeah, and that's a good segue because you know, we have so many archives because you've been doing this for seven or more years. So yeah. if you want to talk about how you started. and I started years ago with a business partner and we did a lot of um, staging and what they called redesign because you really couldn't use the design designer term unless you had sort of gone to school and done, done all this other stuff. So we did that for several years. And then, you know, as things grow, um, we each decided to go in our own separate direction. And then I started focusing. I always wanted to focus on kitchen and baths because I think those are like the main rooms in a house that you can make the most impact on. And um, I love a challenge. So I started doing that. And um, it started out with a good friend of mine asking me to do her kitchen. And it was really just like a facelift. So that was a little bit easier than you know the full gut job kitchen. So mm-hmm. you know it was kind of like how I started to walk before I started to run. That's yeah, good enough, that's right? a good one. Yeah, <laughs> as a runner. <laughs> yeah. So that is a little bit of background about mm-hmm. Carmen. Then CGA Interior Design was born, and you've been you know gaining more traction ever since and doing some full renovations. And you've even done some full houses, which yeah. is a, I'm sure a lot. <laughs> The flips, I, I did. A, I worked with a developer and um, had a business partner, and we 
did some flips, probably four or five, um, and that was that was great, an amazing learning experience for me. I mean, I'm up to doing another one anytime, but right now I'm just so completely busy with kitchen and bath renovations. You know, when I first got into this, I would have like, my goal would be to have like three kitchens in a year if possible. Mm -hmm. And now like I just, I have six coming up in the spring. I know it's kind of a transitional period for a lot of people. Yeah, so usually the beginning of the year is like when people call you up and say, okay, I want to, um, you know, now it's January, let's talk about my kitchen project, blah, blah, blah. But with COVID, I mean, honestly, the spring of 2020 is when everything skyrocketed mm -hmm. and everyone was so was stuck in their house and they were so sick of everything that they did and they were looking at their walls day in and day out and were like, we got to change this, we got to change that. People weren't going on vacation. I had a kitchen that I did um, last fall where the couple was going to Italy for two weeks and they couldn't travel there, so they said, that's it, it's time to do our kitchen. So with all that being said, my landscapes changed a lot because instead of people, you know, calling to say, let's start things, mm -hmm. I had several projects in the works that I was trying to get going like earlier in December. And, you know, because I knew I had this kitchen starting, we just started demo on a kitchen in Groton this week. So I always knew because it takes about 12, it used to take eight to 10 weeks for me to get my cabinets. Mm -hmm. um, and now with COVID and everything, it could be like 12 to 16. Um, so anyway, I've known for months that this these cabinets are being delivered mm -hmm. and I need to start this project on this date. And so I tried to do those other two major projects before, but yeah, they all started at the same yeah. time. <laughs> it's Basically, always how it happens. They all started at the same time. Yeah. So, so and then I know that um, you recently finished a, a bunch as well. Yeah. So we did. We finished two kitchens in the fall. We posted mm -hmm. one, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have to post the other one. We'll do after pictures there, hopefully next week. Mm -hmm. And then um, several bathrooms, like bathrooms, 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 bathrooms. Everyone's redoing their bathrooms. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's great things that people are doing with their bathrooms too. Like I'm so focused right now on something that I stole from your mom. So mm -hmm. um, Katie's parents just built a house on the lake in, um, in Westford and um, for her brother he loves to take baths but of course he needs a shower in his bathroom as well so she introduced me to the wet room and since then so that's basically a shower and bath all enclosed in the same glass area so that's something that I've been working on with a few people with their bathrooms oh that's so that's so cool yeah, yeah. I mean so tell Marsha Marsha I will my inspiration <laughs> it's such a good I mean a good idea because no one wants the like tub shower combo anymore but a lot of times for resale value and just for general use you ever you want a tub right well i will say uh, with the wet room it does mm -hmm. require specific space so for your yeah. mom for example she um they were building their house so they mm -hmm. configured that in their plans like I'm doing a master bath right now um another one that I'm putting everything together for and making our selections and there's no way you could do that in the current structure. So that's actually a good question is, how often do you find yourself actually having to change the structure and layout of rooms? Like, or do you usually need to work within a specific footprint? You know, it depends on the client, really. Mm -hmm. So in a kitchen, like we're doing a kitchen right now, the one that we just started in Groton, and she absolutely hated her old layout. 
and it didn't work. It wasn't mm -hmm. a great, you know, function for her, for her needs in her kitchen. So we moved the refrigerator from one area to another. The sink stayed where it is, but the dishes moving, moving their pantry, creating a bar area. So in that case, it works. In bathrooms, um, you know, if people, it all depends on their budget. Because mm -hmm. once you start moving plumbing, like a big thing, not a tip, but just a big thing. Like when you move a toilet from one area of the bathroom to the other, that really can be a lot of plumbing costs. Mm -hmm. So you gotta kind of watch out the costs that you're paying um, and, and make sure that is enough bang for your buck kind of thing. Yeah. So a lot of times in master baths, we'll see if we can work with the existing footprint. So the one that we're doing the, the wet room in, um, I don't have to move the shower fixture. I will have to add soaking tub plumbing and all that, but I can keep everything on the same wall. I can keep the toilet on the same wall. I can bump the vanity way far back because we're mm -hmm. getting more square footage. But it is important, you know, once you start moving plumbing around, definitely sometimes it's totally worth it. But sometimes, like, just think within your four walls, how can you make yeah. those better? You find yourself having to kind of be a project manager almost now yes. because of there's so many moving parts with tilers, painters, plumbers, electricians, and you kind of have to make sure that all works in right. a time frame. When I started doing this interior design stuff on my own, it was very clear to me that what really bogs down a project is the project management side of things. So you have homeowners that both either work, have mm -hmm. young children. I mean, we all have a million and one responsibilities. And it's very hard to go out there and find an electrician, a plumber, a contractor, all these guys to call you back. I mean, everyone's crazy busy. Mm -hmm. So over the years, I've started working with this team of amazing guys. Um, really guys, except you're my girl. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, believe me, if I can find a female plumber, no offense yeah. to my plumber, but that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Electrician. So anyway, so I have a group of a team that I work with. We all work together. Nobody works for me. They're all mm -hmm. their own subcontractors, but I work with the same contracting team. I work with the same painter, plumber, tile guys. And I have a few different that I work with too because we have so many projects now. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's nice because I can tell my client like, A, all of these guys are insured. They've, I can give you references on all of them from mm -hmm. all of the projects they worked with me on. And then if anything goes sideways, they're there in a heartbeat for me. You know, yeah. so that's huge. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then it takes away the scheduling. Like, you know, when you're... That's the biggest, I mean, my family can relate to that. Like, yeah. we would ha be waiting six weeks in our con construction process for the electrician to become available. Right. And then that bogs the whole project down by right. another month, and that just adds up so quickly. And then it backs up everyone else, too, you know, because mm -hmm. the it, it kind of, it ruins everyone else's work schedule. I always say, like, it's a domino effect, so I really have to manage this project tightly. So, for example, we just started a renovation on Monday, and I put a timeline together. So it starts from, like, what we're doing this week, like, we demoed everything, we're doing the rough plumbing, the rough electrical today. Cabinets are being delivered today. We'll install the cabinets tomorrow, Friday, Monday. Mm -hmm. And then, let me see, Tuesday, I have templates for granite. The rest of the week will be like painting, yeah. all of that. Next Saturday, we're installing all of the floors. Oh my gosh, so like yeah. when you demo a kitchen, you lose your faucet. You don't have a faucet until the end. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you look at that timeline, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of moving parts and things can change. And I always tell people it's a very fluid time frame. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, because that's like something that maybe people who are looking to get into interior design may not think about is that there is this really fun creative aspect, but it, it also takes someone with more of like, you know, the type A of like management and detail oriented and like keeping track of all budgeting, timelines and all that. Right. And that's something that maybe some people might not no, no, exactly. The project management side really entails, like really what I try to offer my clients is like, you have me as your point of contact. So if you need anything else from any of the subs, mm -hmm. you know, I'll let them know. We'll have a joint conversation. If there are any issues, you can talk to me about it and mm -hmm. I will deliver it to them. And you know, sometimes that's the real yuck part of my job. Scheduling is huge. And along with that comes the delivery of everything. So in a, yeah. in a bathroom, you know, is the sink in on time? Is the faucet in on time? When's the soaking tub coming? When's the vanity coming? You know, is my tile in or is it back ordered? In the land mm -hmm. of COVID, there are so oh many things gosh. you yeah. can't get anymore. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So so it's all good, but my, my head's busy right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And then kind of the last thing that I want to talk about is, you know, how you deal with Say you go to a project, um, how you kind of get inspiration for what kind of vibe to go for and how do you have conversations with clients and that kind of clues you in? Do you, you know, just how does that process work with consultation and, you know, how do you get inspiration? Yeah, so I get inspiration. There's so many times I'm, you know, looking through a magazine, looking at pictures online or whatever, and I see something that I love mm -hmm. and I'll just like start to really focus on that and be like, where can I use that? Is there any projects I can use that? And it could be like a clock in Ballard Design. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you could just run into something that's just really cool. And so I guess I get inspiration really everywhere. I will say it's helpful when a client has a particular style. Yeah. You know, because it's very helpful to be able to work. Okay, you're modern. You want everything mm. modern. We'll do that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so I think that we will round out this episode with a tip. Okay. And I know you have one ready to go. <laughs> I so. do. So I've been doing so many bathroom consults. I've probably done five or six in the last two weeks. And one thing I tell people is, well, it's, this isn't even necessarily a bathroom. This could be a kitchen as well. But like when you're pick, picking a faucet, mm -hmm. pay attention to the archive. Like measurements are huge. Those specifications and dimensions are there for a reason. So when you're looking at one of these new kitchen faucets with all the coils that are super industrial, I mean, seriously, some of those can be almost 18 inches high. Wow. <laughs> and you've got to like make sure, take your tape, put it on your counter. See how high up that is. Like sometimes people will get it. I'll be like, oh my God, that's going to be in the middle of your window, <laughs> you know, or mm -hmm. you don't have high ceilings. That doesn't work here. So mm -hmm. tip of the week, yeah. measure the arc. Awesome. All right. All right. Cheers. So cheers. And thank you everyone for Episode tuning one. in. Oh, I do have to say today though, my oh, special yes. day. Um, so 18 years ago today, I was having my little girl. So happy birthday to Tess. She's 18. She's a love. She's the only daughter I ever needed. She fulfills me. <laughs> cheers to Cheers, cheers to, to Tess. Tess. Sweet.